The Bible Study Podcast, episode 147. The Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with Acts chapter 9 and 10. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We started chapter 9 last week and did the story of Saul, but we did not finish it because it continues on like this. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Paul said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, Please come at once. Peter went with them. When he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. So this last section here of chapter 9 deals with two particular miracles that Peter is able to perform because of his faith in Jesus. The first one, the healing of Aeneas, and the second one, the healing of Tabitha. And notice how these become very important milestones for the faith of the people around, that many people come to faith through these two miracles, which is one of the reasons why he's given the power by Jesus to do these things. One of the interesting things, though, you may not have noticed is that last line is actually a revolutionary line, and it sounds so simple. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Now, a tanner is someone who is dealing with dead animals, because you generally have the animals dead before you skin them. And because he is dealing with dead animals, he is ritually and habitually unclean in Jewish law. And the fact that Peter, who is a good Jew, is staying with a tanner is the start of something that we'll see continue on in the next chapter. So let's look at chapter 10. Cornelius calls for Peter. At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear and said, What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius sent two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. 
So Cornelius is a Gentile. He's a Roman. He is a soldier. But he is a, a God-fearer. What that means is he has not converted to Judaism. He hasn't become circumcised. But he is a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he is a good man from everything we get here. He is someone who is devout. He is someone who worships God, but he worships the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He isn't a Christian yet. He hasn't heard that story yet. But God says, go send for Peter. And Peter, meanwhile, is at the house of Simon the Tanner. At about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have not eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who is known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men to be his guests. So Peter would not normally have gone with these people because they were Gentiles. And it is wrong for Peter to go into the house of a Gentile. And Peter has softened a little on his understanding of the laws in the sense that he's staying at the house of Simon the Tanner, but he is still a good Jew. He's not going to eat unclean food even when God is lowering it down on a sheet from heaven. So he's got some barriers. And one of them is that he's not going to go into this guy's house. But God says, no, no. I'm going to prepare you with a vision. I'm going to tell you that I have sent these people to come find you because I have something in mind. You're going to go here because I have declared this man clean. I have declared that this man is righteous and I'm going to send you to him. So Peter's going to go. The next day, Peter started out with them and some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up, stand up. He said, I'm only a man myself. Talking with him, Peter went outside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Four days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. 
Then Peter began to speak, Now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God had anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people, to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these men from being baptized with water? They received the Holy Spirit just as we have, so he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So this is a very revolutionary and transitional time for the church. You may have heard that there's a group right now called Jews for Jesus that ministers to people who are Jewish with the gospel of Jesus. At this point in the gospel, at this point in Acts, there is not yet a need for a group called Jews for Jesus because all Christians are Jewish. This is the point where the group called Gentiles for Jesus is formed. This is the point at which Peter gets this revelation that this message that they have come to understand and to believe is for everyone. Now, it's not the end of the story there because some controversy still is going to happen about do these people need to become Jews now that they have become Christians? But this is the first time someone becomes a Christian first. And we'll later learn that it's revealed to the church that they don't need to become Jews, that you don't need to be a Jew to become a Christian. But at first, that isn't clear to people. So we'll see that through the rest of the book of Acts as that is dealt with. But Peter and those who come with him very clearly are shown that when they preach the good news, God is clear that he is accepting and receiving these people because he gives them a demonstrable gift of the Holy Spirit so that they can understand that these are brothers and that there is in Jesus no Jew nor Gentile, no slave nor free, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. This is what Paul's words are in one of his letters. And this is the place where we first come to that realization that Jesus is for everyone. And as someone who is not Jewish, I find this a very encouraging chapter, and I'm so glad that God made this decision. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have questions, feel free to leave a comment on thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. As always, thanks so much for listening.
If you get a custom-tailored suit, it's going to fit perfectly and make you look great. Think about that with a Noble First for your organization. No matter what the size of your company is, a Noble First will analyze your data and collaborate with you to custom-tailor digital solutions so you can focus on making your organization grow. When it comes to data-centric solutions specifically for your organization, choose a Noble First. A Noble First makes living simple. See for yourself at a noblefirst.com. E-N-N-O-B-L-E-First.com.